This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello and welcome to this super amazing VGN Podcast Extra. We are kind of on a break, um, but when something big happens, we like to jump in and give you our feedback. And what we're going to be talking about today is something that has literally torn the fandom apart. And that is the last. <laughs> I mean, is that an understatement? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, but we're going to be talking about the Last Jedi, and everybody has some feelings, and I'm super excited to be talking with my super amazing Star Wars obsessed VGN fam. I have Joelle, Kindle, and Mel. Hi guys. Hey. So let's just kind of go ahead and jump right in. Um, let's see. What, what? Where do we start? Like, I don't even know. Like, opening? Can we just start at the beginning? Are we, do we want to start by breaking down the movie or talking about the controversies? <laughs> let's let's, let's start with general down. impressions. Like, did yeah, you, so what did, did you, you like, like it or about... did you not like the movie? Let's just start right off. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I loved it. I loved to it. To me, this is what I've been waiting for in the Star Wars fandom. A lot of things that... Uh, from the politics, from the everyday people to diversity inclusion, it hit a lot of high marks for me. Yep, same thing. I loved it from the from the beginning to the end. I thought it was so very entertaining. There was a lot of story. I thought that the action scenes were great. Um, I had to go see it twice. I mean, I probably I wanted to go a third time, but I just couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't. But. <laughs> Like I went, I told myself, I was like, okay, I, I just can't do this. But I went Friday and I went Sunday and I I would go see it again a third time for yeah. sure. Yeah, I went on um, Thursday night and then I went again on Saturday. I think it's a lot better the second time. The first Agreed. time I saw it, I was like, did I like that movie or not? Because I was still upset over what happened to Luke. I was a mess. I was like. Um, what what just happened here? Oh my god, they just took Ryan Johnson took a dagger and he put it straight in my heart, pulled my heart out and set it on fire right in front of me. The nerve of this <laughs> man. Oh my god. But yeah, I really love this movie. Overall. Uh, yeah, I I fall in the, the part of I love it. There are definitely things that um, I found flawed about it. Yeah. Um and we can definitely address those along the way. But for me, it ranks pretty high when I go to rank my movies, which we will do at the end. We will rank um, everything, including the prequels, because, oh, I mean, we have to include them. Uh, <laughs> it's hard, but you can include them because there are things about the prequels that you do enjoy and do kind of factor into your your rating but for me last jedi was kind of a roller coaster of emotions and i knew that going into it with carrie's death and um just knowing that i, I knew and as soon as i saw the trailer where luke they showed luke saying this isn't going to go the way you think you're going to go i knew to throw every i knew to throw every notion i had mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. force awakens out the door so I think that's what helped me going into it. A lot of people expected to see more. And I feel like that as much as people don't think it followed the 
Empire formula? I think it did because Empire left you with a ton of questions. So I feel like it did its job. And I, I really am excited to see where Ryan goes with those other three movies that he's getting. Yeah, I definitely left with more questions than answers. <laughs> like, like I have answers, but I, I was sitting over here like, okay, I still, I still have questions. Like I have, I have so many questions. That's so true. I left a broken no. shell of a fan. That's <laughs> <laughs> so interesting because to me, I felt Luke's death was maybe the most peaceful, happy kind of end resolution for that character. I. I was I was definitely crying. I was bawling like a baby, but it I didn't feel sadness. I guess because Luke wasn't sad. Like wasn't. after everything he'd been through to to get the dual sons to kind of catch him in that lie of like, why do you think I came to this remote remote place? Well, because it reminds you of home, dude. Like that's why you went there. And then to know that he was able to teach Kylo something, even if it's maybe not the ultimate way he'd want his life to turn out, he was able to kind of convey this message of. No matter how much you hate, like, it's just going to keep corrupting you. And I'm not going to let you hate yourself so much that you end up killing me in the process. And that's kind of maybe the most profound moment in Star Wars history. Yeah. It was that dual sunset, man. That hit me hard. Because, like, I always say that was... Yes! That was, like, top five, if not, like, my favorite moment in Star Wars history. That's when I knew I was in love, like, with this series, with Luke watching the sunset on Tatooine with the John Williams score in the background. That was my scene, and then for them to come full circle and hit me with it again. Oh, God. But there's a beauty to it, It, right? It it was very beautiful. Very beautiful. It was very beautiful, but, like, I was full-on ugly crying, like, my face was doing (laughs) something. I don't know what was happening, but I was like... I can't take this. <laughs> Is this happening? <laughs> I was yeah, I think that was my takeaway. It. Like, it was just so beautiful. I'm like, if <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to go. I mean, it was it was shocking and it was sad. And I was I was too crying, like snot running down my nose. And I'm like, look, I'm already sick. I can't do this anymore because I literally can't breathe. But I did. I thought it was I thought it was really beautiful, honestly. <laughs> well, I found the beauty in the moments where he realized that the Jedi has always been flawed from the beginning and the most woke motherfucker in the, you know, Jedi council got, you know, dealt with for pointing that out, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, RIP Mace, but that's what happened. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) that's how I feel and he and I love that like this is not something that was this was about the Jedi I know people wanted more of Knights of Ren and they wanted more about Snoke fuck Snoke that's what Ryan did he's like fuck Snoke fuck the Knights of Ren you'll get them later this is about the Jedi and how this has come full circle that this has always been a problem with them, that they believe that they are better and higher than most. And they're not. They're extremely flawed in the way of thinking. And, uh, you know, it. And Luke I is flawed. Appreciate 
He has always been a flawed. He's always yeah. been a flawed character from the I beginning. Think like a lot of people had a problem with this movie because he was too flawed. He was a little bit too, you know. They expected him to be the same character that he was in Return of the Jedi, ignoring the fact that so it's stupid. been three decades right. since then, and like, he's gone through trauma. I was just trauma. about to say that. He's gone yeah. through a big traumatic event. Like that changes people. It doesn't. You really shouldn't be the same thirty years late. Like you, you shouldn't. You wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> but like going through what he went through. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like even if even if he hadn't gone through that, I feel like he still would be like <laughs> different or changed somehow. But you're right, like he went through a traumatic experience. Like you're going to be jaded. Let's There's talk going about to that. About <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he had his lo- he was basically Logan. Like that's all he was. Like he's been through so much and he's seen so much and your dad had like his only redeeming moment in death. So, like, it's just kind of, like, hard. And to know that you made a mistake, you know, that's why I got so defensive when somebody tried to say that Luke was, like, Albus Dumbledore. I was like, Albus Dumbledore never acknowledged the fact that he made huge mistakes. Because in Albus Dumbledore's head, he did not make mistakes. In he his head, he on the path they were supposed to be on. Yeah. And I, I love it. I- that some uh, Connie said this, you know, our BGN love who can't be part of this podcast said um, that, you know, Luke doesn't have a long con game in him. D- Dumbledore wrote that shit out to the end, like all the way to falling off the roof. Like, yeah, you know, just like, like, he did he like, but Luke, he he knew he was wrong and he had to deal with those demons. And I'm all for people. Knowing that they're heroes, I, did you think that he was gonna stay like? Uh, what did you think was going to happen? So I feel like that's where people were, they were excited to see the same character from 30 years ago, which was not going to happen. Leia's not the same character. Han wasn't the same character. When you see Lando, Lando might be a farmer. Everyone thought Lando was going to be in the casino scene. I was like, he's going to be a farmer. Watch. <laughs> like, some quiet... Uh, Lando is going to be Stanley Hudson. He's going to be, like, living out in the middle of, like, the Everglades where you can only buy, like, a fan boat. Like, that's what I want for Lando. I don't want him to have to come back and deal with this. Leave the black people alone. They're gonna come back. They're gonna definitely bring Lando back. They featured those dice twice. Uh, For listeners who may not know, those dice uh, were hanging in the Millennium Falcon and A New Hope, and they are rumored to be the dice that Han used to win the Millennium Falcon off of Lando. So, like, I, it seems pretty pertinent that they're gonna be bringing him back, which I'm excited about. But as far as Luke goes in this, I think it's so weird that the comment is like, oh, well, he's not the same guy. When I saw a lot of the similarities to, like, original Luke. Uh, Young Luke was kind of brash. He liked to play practical jokes. Um, He didn't really want to listen to anybody else. Stubborn. Uh, Even from his very introduction to just throwing that lightsaber over his shoulder. Like, I'm not here for this. Just get out of here. Uh, Even to working with Ray when he's tickling her with the leaf. And, like, do you feel the power? Can you feel the force? I don't know. I just thought it was a really well-aged up Luke, which I'm not sure why you wouldn't want that. I think it was the hopelessness. Like, he had lost... He was a broken man. He had lost that hope that 
had allowed mm. him to turn his father. He lost that completely. And that was what jarred people. To see this old, bitter Luke who wasn't the same, you know, young boy that we saw in the original movies. I think that if we were going to have that same hopefulness, we would have seen him in The Force Awakens. We would have. Like, if Luke was that same kind of, he would have been on the front line still fighting, but we we needed a reason for him not to be there. He's a broken man. Uh, I think story-wise, it just works. And for a second, he considered killing Kylo. That was another (laughs) thing. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it threw people off. They're like, Luke would never, but Luke did, and that broke some people. That was too much. That was a bridge too far. Did you guys feel like it was a bridge too far? Or did you... Because I, I kind of felt for Luke in that moment of like, man, I've seen a lot of evil go down. And if I have the power to stop it, isn't like as the last Jedi, isn't that my responsibility to some degree to try to put an end to it? Even though it was only for a second that it crossed his mind. And he felt like, like he was repeating... He was only repeating mistakes that Jedi have made in the past. That was all he was doing. They felt like they could always stop. Um, they've, Jedi have always been able to sense the turn to the dark in people, and they tried to stop it before it could get worse, and they make it worse. So I feel like that was very, very on, like, he, he succumbed to that Jedi mindset, and that's, and then that's what ate him up inside, is that he did, he did the exact same thing that had been done previously before him. I mean it's just something that they seem to just do. Um, but I feel like I, I don't know. I don't feel like it was too far for him to have done that at all. I mean, honestly, if you saw some, if you like, if, let's say if my vision is of a Adam driver, like knocking the shit out of <laughs> like a control room with a, a made up lightsaber that he made on his own. Like, I would be like, all right, this nigga's got to go. But that's just me. <laughs> like, I don't have it in me to do this. But, <laughs> you know, that's just how I feel. But, I mean, I, I felt for Luke in that moment. And you got to feel, and then to feel like, oh, shit, that's family. He's going down the same road as my dad. That's, that's tough. So there's so many factors into what happened. That's what I don't think people are considering as well. There's so many, there's so yeah. many layers. And that's what I love. It's layers like a parfait. It's amazing. And like he saved his father, but he couldn't save his nephew. That must weigh heavily on him. I can see that driving him to be alone on an island, just completely disillusioned with what happened. Definitely. Um, can we talk about Poe? Can we talk about what? Poe? I love Poe. Poe fucked up on so many levels. I was gonna say, I'm the person who actually made terrible mistakes in this. Like, how dare you turn off General Leia? Like, how are you gonna be like, no, not listening? I'm like, bro, I audibly lost. You know what? That was that. Was, okay, he did that, but like that worked out because like they needed to destroy that dreadnought. I mean, but did like see more people need to die? <laughs> like, did it all have to be people just, didn't need to die, but like, if he hadn't destroyed that dreadnought, they would have been picked off a lot sooner when they jumped to light speed. They would have, That's yeah. Fair. So, destroying that dreadnought was a good thing. But, like, going along with Finn and Rose's plan. <laughs> My God, Poe. Not just... giving Holdo a chance to, like, you know, enact her plan, that was not the smartest thing. 
I in you know in hindsight, at the time it made sense to him. I guess he doesn't trust her. I don't know why he doesn't trust her. But she's foolish because two seconds before he was praising her, he's like, "Wow, I can't even believe she did all of these things. Amazing." Hey, just so you know, this is how many ships we have, sir. If you don't sit your white ass down, I cannot with you. Like, here, here's my thing though. I'm all for this movie because it basically showed that. The rebels are just as flawed as the damn, you know, first order. And I love that. And think, oh, we got this. And Poe consistently fucking up, like, just made the storyline even better for me. Like, each fuck up was just good. And when Leia came in and laid down the law and shot his ass, I was so here for it. Like, it was just perfect. Like, it was just a, that was probably one of my favorite moments because, you know. You didn't think she'd react like that. But she also has little to, like, at a certain point, like, enough is enough. Like, stop fucking up my shit. We've lost a ton of people. I did not just bring myself back to life with the horse to go through this shit again. (laughs) Oh, God. like, like I'm not doing this. So I I appreciated those moments of all of them having their mess ups, including Finn. Like Finn at the end, I was like, if you don't get your black ass back with them, trying to prove yourself, I love you, but don't do this. And I was I was in tears because I I didn't know what was going on. I was not happy I was about really it. Really afraid they were about to go off, and I was like, what are we doing here for real though? Uh, they they psyched me out a couple of times with that when I thought they got Rose and I was like the hell you did not introduce Rose in all this pomp and circumstance just to nix her now Um, during that whole Finn scene I was like he brought his whole family to this premiere and they were super happy so they they would not be super happy if he was dead so he can't die this is not happening I was literally (laughs) going over every interview that I heard I'm like but he said in this one interview that like Finn's gonna be around for a long time so he can't die here (laughs) I was like I I think in that moment I was just like I don't believe it like I was like nope this isn't nope I'm I'm not going to worry myself. Like I have nothing. Like I just said, that's not happening. I mean, we knew we were going to lose someone, and to lose, um, Luke was like kind of like a smack in the face for me because I was like, oh wait a minute, I thought I was about to lose Leia and Finn, but no, bitch, haha, we took Luke from you. So I was. Just an emotional wreck the entire movie. Um, I was also an emotional wreck seeing Billy Lord rock her mom's new space buns like in a different way. Entire movie, like my heart was just like she's and she got so much screen time. It was so great. So happy. They did really right by uh, Carrie Fisher in this movie. Like from the initial explosion to verifying that she is force sensitive. Thank you. Thank you. That was just the most amazing. I've heard a lot of people say that that moment happened too fast for them, but I I felt it was a perfectly timed, like, just from the explosion to the close-up of her hand to that, like, graceful angel floating back into the ship. Like, every moment of that is, like, the highlight of the film for me because knowing that the whole time Princess Leia, like, canon now, was Force-sensitive is so important to me. Um like, because, that goes beyond Force-sensitive. She's just, like, one yeah. with the Force. She's got it. She's been practicing. 
<laughs> yeah, that is one with the force for real. Yes. Because the only other time I think we've seen Jedi floating out, and Plo Koon did it in the uh, Clone Wars show, was able to keep himself together and bring himself back in. Mm-hmm. But like that, that's so much power to try to do that, and then for her to be like potentially like unconscious in this moment, just like what, what? I I still can't believe that we have a Leia that is force sensitive. Like I'm ready for all of the material. Has anyone read the new book? The Leia I haven't, book? but I haven't read it yet. I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get back together after we read this book. Like, I haven't read it yet either, but I've heard amazing things and that yeah. it builds in a lot more story, and I'm really excited about it. So how did everyone feel about Amy Lynn? Because I, she, she's my Luna Lovegood of Star Wars, and I, I, I love her. She just, she made, I know people don't, because she's weird. She's not what you typically expect of a you know someone in command in star wars so i know people some people were not thrilled with her performance I love about the admiral I with love... the yes about holdo yeah yeah and she's she's amazing like i i love her because she's just um especially when you go to read some of the books she's she's badass so, and the fact that she was able to, like, you know, make that huge sacrifice, mm. you know, it, it, it's crazy. And and I feel like I need more badass women in Star Wars. Um, I need more black women and not for just, like, five minutes of CGI. And um, I can't tell you guys how excited those fighter pilots made me, though. When we had, like, two black fighter pilots that were both women, I was like, what?! And one of them lived to the end. I want a story. Tell me about it. What are they doing? What are their lives like? Like, those women. That's who I need. And Michaela Coel was randomly in there. Oh, my God. I was like, yes. I wanted to scream. I was like, I I started hitting my hands. I was like, oh, my God. She just turned around and spoke. Yeah, because I I was like, wait, what? Like, if that was one of those moments where you, like, grab the, like, you, like, grab the seat. You're like, wait a minute. Did I just, did she just, wait. Like, I was, yeah. (laughs) But I want more of that. Like, I want to see more of them like front and center and I really like um I like Laura Dern as as an actress and so like seeing her in in that role as like the leader I was just you know I mean I listen I I, I liked it I liked that her. for me was not... I was really impressed by Holdo like I don't feel we get a lot of women in command who dress like women yeah. typically uh, military garb is I mean it's a uniform it's supposed to be kind of unisex but to see um, a woman in like a long fully gown, like fully taking command and doing it in a way that was very feminine. Um, when she's kind of putting uh, uh, Poe in his place, it's not in a. Is she not you know fingers in his face, yelling or barking orders? She's just like, yeah, that's cute. I'm, but I'm pretty well prepared for this mission, so you can go on somewhere. Weren't you just demoted? Like nobody asked for your opinion here. And, and it she had so this plan the whole time. Like I got this. Like I know what I'm doing. I had all had all of this figured out. Right. We had all of this figured out. But. That wrap that dress. That was the maxi dress of my dreams. It was just gorgeous. <laughs> I was that like, hair. and the hair. I was like, I sat there for a I minute. Love I was that like. Hair. Oh. And I, I was being a complete I, girl. I, I was 
I was focusing <laughs> on that purple hair. I was like, sis, I'm feeling like, yeah, all this is great, but I'm really feeling this hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it contrasted with her blue eyes, and I was just like, oh, like it was just perfect. And yeah. you don't get, like you said, yeah. you don't get that. So mm-hmm. I was very, you know, you know, I'm I'm glad, you know, Ray didn't have Bantu knots the entire movie. Thank God. Um, the, I was like, can we not? <laughs> like, can we not do this? Can we not? Can we change? Can we do something? Can we get an Ewok to come out here and braid her hair? Like, <laughs> let's not. The Ewoks they have a taste for people. Let's. <laughs> but like, one more thing about Holo, but her last scene with Leia. When she said, may the force be with you, and then she got choked up. Uh, like, I, I was like, oh, right in the heart, right in the feels. Because it felt uh, like she was saying goodbye to Carrie, almost. It felt like a yeah. goodbye. Well, and again, seeing just two female leaders on screen and the way they address each other and speak to each other with such admiration and friendship. Like, that's it's upset, it's upsetting that it's such a rare scene, but because it is, and then on top of it, it's done so beautifully, it was really impactful. It was. It was. And then her, okay, the coolest, one of the coolest scenes in the movie when she goes to light speed and takes out, like, all their ships. <laughs> it was, si- that silence, oh my god. It was it, it was silent, but so loud at the same time. Talk it about your, the experiences in your theaters, guys. Like, because I, I saw it twice, and I had two different reactions to that scene. The first one, like, you could have heard, like, a cat walking down the hall like it was the quietest i've ever heard a theater it was really incredible but the second time all i heard was like what the what like it was just a bunch of people like that's what i heard back. like the <laughs> fuck just happened <laughs> mine was epic I, silence it was epic silence we like our theater laughed after the parts that were you know you meant to laugh at um, but we were just, it was just kind of like silent and I, I was silent crying, but like, I was just like, I, I could feel myself like hyperventilating in silence when ev- it, and it was everybody. You could hear the tears and when everything, like when Luke died or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> cause people were like, just, people were like, people were, people were like, he didn't die. I'm like, all right. Join the force. He yes, joined the force. Nice. So whatever. Is <laughs> that? But like you just hear sniffles all and it echoed. And it was just like it was a beautiful moment to share with people that have grown attached to this character. And you know, we like everybody we had a collective awe when the porg was like doing the, the bottom lip quiver. To, to Chewbacca, <laughs> and I, everyone's like, "Aww!" But it was like such a good moment, and I, I am Team Porg for the rest like, of my life. Eat the porg. <laughs> that porg looked good. It looked like a mini turkey. Yeah. Eat that porg. Eat it. Chewbacca <laughs> deserves to eat. Like, can he just live, please? Can, like, can he, he just live? He, I love to eat. And I loved seeing, and people were saying that he didn't get enough time. I said, you saw the moments that he needed. Like, you saw him get attached to something that he, you know, wasn't going to, it made him feel good. Was he attached or was he just resigned that they had basically taken over the ship? Yeah, and he, and it was just, he also, 
it was good to see him in a good light. He just lost his best friend. So it's, it's, it was good to see that. Like people were acting like, they're like, Oh, he's just, he's just a Wookiee. No, 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 no. He's Chewbacca. He's not just a Wookiee. Um, we're not going to do this, but that, I feel like I, I enjoyed that as well. What I did not enjoy, my least favorite thing about the movie is Finn and Rose romance triangle BS. I hate it. Oh, I could do it. You're about to fight. Why? Why do you hate it? I hate it. It's forced. It did. That's the thing, though. You you can't recreate Han and Leia. I feel like that's what it's it, like trying to do. Like the whole. I don't think they're they trying to do that at all. I don't know. Really. It just felt forced, and I don't, I, like, that kiss was horrible. Like, I just, I love Rose. I don't feel, why, why do we need a romance? Like, I, that's where I am with it. I was just kind of, like, I, I, it took away from, the like, a lot of the other moments. It was good that she had someone, and, yeah, she just lost her sister, but it was, I am not a fan of that ship, and I will never be a fan of that ship. I'm not just, sure if I'm a fan of that ship yet. I don't know because I don't know what's going on in Rose's head. I'm not sure if this is a form of evolved hero worship since she was like when she meets him initially, she's like, oh, my God, you're like a war hero. and This is amazing. And you're doing so much for us. And I'm not sure if it's like, oh, I spent time with my hero and now I've developed like this kind of schoolgirl crush or if it's like I really see something in you and I, I value you as a person. I don't know, but what I, I freaking love ships just in general. I'm a romance person. If there are relationships, I'm here for them. And I like the idea of in the middle of war, in the middle of trying to like just grow up since they're all very young characters as well, like these messy, messy feelings. I actually thought they were trying to push Poe and Finn together. I'm sorry, Poe and Finn. Poe and Ray together. I saw um, that. And I was like, no. (laughs) We get the line, man. We get it. I know. And I was like, damn, maybe. I don't, I'm, all here, I'm here for all of the triangles and messy relationships in Star no. Wars. It's going to make fan fiction for the next two years glorious. It's going to be wonderful. I'm totally here for it. Yeah, see, I wasn't, I wasn't here for it. I didn't hate it, but I also was like, I don't need it. Like, I just was, but I wasn't fit. Like, I wasn't feeling it. I, I just said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting anything out of this. But I didn't. You know, I didn't like actually hate it, but I was like, yeah, I could, I, we could have skipped over that. Like, I just, I just didn't, like, I didn't see any like chemistry or necessity for it. It just wasn't. It was quick. Yeah, yeah, it was just quick, and that's not. I mean, you know, that's not the point of the, of the overall story. I get that, so it's not like you know, I'm just expecting this, like this epic thing right now. But at the same time, I was just like there's not even an ounce of chemistry that I'm feeling where I could even ship this at them. Like, no. <laughs> Did anyone else get scared seeing children in the movie? Cause I was like, please don't kill them. I'm not, I still like, I don't want to see this. Like no, nobody oh, killed the children. So cute. Oh my God. They were so cute. Can we talk and about like, like, that just... whole sequence? Like the whole cancel by like mission. <sighs> Because this, a lot of people had a problem with this side mission. So, like, did you guys like it? Did you not? Um, did you feel it was like completely unnecessary side plot that shouldn't have happened? You I mean, know, okay, it's something that could have been plot. addressed in a comic book. Like that's how I felt. They were gonna do like a comp. They could have done that as like a side quest in the comic book. Like I didn't like it. Didn't fit as well. I mean, it's not like I hated it, but I was just like, eh, 
All I right. definitely thought it was too long. Like, if you're going to do that and have, like, a side plot, you know, okay. But it was, I definitely was like, okay, when are we moving on with this? <laughs> like, that was kind of my feeling. Like, okay, like, let's get back to, let's get back to other things. So that was definitely, for me, like, a weaker a weaker point. Again, I it, it wasn't something that I hated, but I was like, I don't, I didn't really need that much time dedicated to it. I think it certainly could have been tighter, and by that I just mean like editing could have cut a good like seven minutes out of that sequence is mm-hmm. so long. But yeah. uh, I do again like the exploration of the world at large. Like I just feel like if you're in a huge galaxy, like we need to go to other planets. It's my biggest complaint about. A New Hope, it just feels so claustrophobic at times. You're like, get me out of this freaking ship. Like, I just, it's so tight. Um, so I like that we were able to breathe there. I like that we were able to see the wealth. And without that side mission, we don't get introduced to what I think is the most important aspect of this film, which is that we're finally going to try to achieve some balance in Star Wars, not just in bringing in women to balance out the number of men, not just in bringing understanding that the Jedi are not a uh, superior godlike force but just people who have abilities um but also in like people in general like you can be an arms dealer for both sides you could you know there is both wealth and like that um and so i think that without that side mission you miss all of those core themes and also i think that it introduces the idea of failure before we get to the end which makes you like because because we had a failed mission there I thought we might fail the end mission, um, which was terrifying. I'm like, are we just going to be done with the rebels? Like, is it just going to be like Ray out there alone trying to fight? Like, I really did not know where we were going toward the end. And I think a big part of that is because, uh, uh, nay, I'm so sorry, asleep. Um, because that mission almost failed. They were able to just get DJ at the last minute and work it out. The mission pretty much did fail because they were they missed the master code breaker <laughs> and they ended up with this man like who the hell is he? I think My new I, favorite. that was one of the things I loved about the movie. Yoda said something about you learn the most through failures, and this movie was failure on top of failure on top of failure. <laughs> Nothing worked out the way it was supposed to work out, except maybe like Luke's battle with Kylo. But that yeah. was it. So, question, what are some of your favorite scenes? Yoda coming back, for sure. Like, Frank Oz, puppet Yoda. Um, and just the way he speaks to Luke, this idea of, like, when he calls, like, oh, I miss you, young Skywalker. Like, even still, like, Yoda's still older, so he's still young Skywalker. Um, the the idea of we're going to burn all of this. Like, Disney is smart, guys. Because I, I was one of those people who's like, I don't care what Disney says. Like, you can't steal my head cannon. You can't take yeah. it away from me. If you, you want to make it legends, fine, whatever. Uh, I still believe everything I've read, you know, everything I liked anyway is canonized. And they were like, oh, that's cute. I'm going to blow up this tree. We're going to keep the books so it's still legends. It's still in here. Mm-hmm. And we'll pick and choose what we like. And you're going to just have to ride with it. And I thought that worked really well. Um and yeah, just seeing seeing Puppet Yoda back with his little stampy feet was it was so cute. <laughs> it was so cute. R two D two, yeah. I mean R two D two with Luke. Oh. I was in tears the entire scene. I couldn't stop crying, and it, it's just because they gave us that. Like I yeah. I they do do that for us. Like they know that they are diehard fans. And they, the moment 
moments that they I'm I'm very grateful for Ryan to give us that moment because we're coming up really close on the anniversary of Carrie's death and everybody was like that's everybody's favorite scene I don't care like it's just it's just a good thing and everybody knows the entire monologue for whatever reason so to give us that in R2D2 guilt trip the hell out of Luke it was just Mm -hmm. It was a it was a much needed like release for me because I I just cried the entire time. That scene is is going down as one of my favorites. Um and the my, my least favorite scene is Kylo without his shirt on. <laughs> I can see all the parodies. SNL is gonna have a great time with that. They're gonna have like somebody flexing their pecs and it's gonna be glorious, but I hate that scene it was so unneeded yes we get it adam driver was in the marines he's built like hell we've all seen him naked on girls put some clothes on him he's i'm sorry kylo is is sexier in a cowl than he is is. the high-waisted pants were not doing him a lot of favors (laughs) i just feel like there was a lot we could have done to make that moment more uh i don't know I don't know if Disney was like, we don't want to go too sexual because Star Wars is not known for sexy, uh, except Leia in the bikini. Uh, everything else is kind of very like everybody's always buttoned up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If maybe that was about evening the score. They're like, you know what? I like that. Like, will get, like Kylo without a shirt on. We'll call it a day. We balance. Balance. Yeah. I like that. Balance. Let's just in... say that was that was interesting. <laughs> I just raised an eyebrow when it came up. I was like, "Really?" So I was at um I was at Alamo Draft House and I was biting into my sandwich and I stopped and chew <laughs> like <laughs> like wait <laughs> like if you could just imagine me biting into this big ass sandwich and I was like, "Whoa." whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i thought adam driver was doing some really great things not in that moment but like physically with his role taking yeah. it from like so many temper tantrums like if he was two in the first movie he's like maybe four now like he's learned to aggressively stomp that stomp he does right before he charges on luke uh in the final battle uh was is incredibly interesting uh i like some of the ways like, I, I don't know how to describe it, but when he's talking to Ray uh, and they're just using the force to communicate, he does a lot of great things with his eyes, even though they're not making eye contact. Uh, I really appreciate his evolution of Kylo. I know Kylo's maybe not everybody's favorite, but I love I think, Kylo Ren. Sorry. I think, you know, never evil is juvenile through Kylo. And I really like that. Yeah, I loved him in The Force Awakens. I've, I've always loved Kylo. I like the way Adam Driver plays him. I like his his take on, like you said, being like he's, you know, I mean, he is, he, he's childish. He's throwing tantrums. Like, it's just, it's, it's different. Um, but I really like the way he played. He's entertaining. Like, he's just, yeah. he's just entertaining to me. And I've always loved the way that Adam Driver plays him. And he's mm-hmm. just so, like, there's just so many things so very interesting because one of my favorite scenes in the movie is actually those scenes with um, with him and Ray and when he kills Snoke, I was like, wait, okay, I saw that coming, and then I just thought, 
like you said, he just kind of took it to the next level in this movie. But the way he plays them, I'm like, look, anything with Kylo Ren, I find it entertaining. So he's very you know. emotive. Like he's yeah. very good at like emoting. I think one of my favorite scenes was when he almost fired on his mother, and they kept doing yeah. that scene between the two of them, and you could feel that force connection between them. And that's the only time that I felt like they look like mother and son between that like they had the same yeah. eyes and then you he took his finger off the fire button and he's like okay look at him he couldn't kill his mother there was still that connection there and then to have her like float out into space a minute later and then have him go through that that was a lot <laughs> so it was a lot it was really beautifully done it was. Did, did did any of your theories hold up? Which I think nobody can nope. say that they can because Ryan was like, uh, fuck your theories. Um, <laughs> Ray's a nobody. Like, get the fuck out of here. Stop trying to make her, um, that you know, so cruel anything. Of him. That was cruel. And, I, and then he came back with the kindness. He was like, your family, they were nobodies. They sold you for for water or whatever. And then you, you're you a nobody, you mean nothing to this story and then to come back with, you mean something to me, I was like for, that was like, you were a jackass and then you came back, you were like, not so much a jackass, but you still but are he's a classic <laughs> abuser he's he a classic abuser. guy who has no self-esteem, but who wants power and to be respected but has no desire to go about achieving that in a way that, you know, is at, where it's actually earned uh, and again, this is why I like Kylo as a villain is because he's got human villain qualities and people are like, oh, he he just seems like so normal and regular. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> the point is that right. anyone becomes this horrible and this evil. Uh, sometimes these circumstances is not their own. But as we see here, sometimes through choice, you could have gone with Ray and fought for the rebels and been part of the team, man. You'd have been welcomed. But you effed up. Well, probably not by Chewie, but you could you could have made it work. <laughs> But you effed up, you were so consumed by greed and power that you let something good slip away. And that's kind of, I think, going to be the hard part about watching Kylo in the third act in the final film. It's just going to be like, I, I want you, for some reason, even though you killed Han, I want you to succeed. I want you to be the child that Leia and Han created. Like, I want you to be someone that can carry the mantle. But my God, you just, you're messing it up, bud. I think <laughs> he's going to die. He's never gonna turn back. He is too far gone. He's he's yeah. Yeah. He, he just I, needs to die, and it's gonna be like an epic battle between Rey and Kylo, and she's gonna kill him. And it's gonna be sad, just like you know. I was about to give like a major rebel spoiler, and I will <laughs> hold that back. But like, I mean, it's been out for like eight weeks. <laughs> well. This rebel spoiler would have been from like the beginning of the year, but I don't want to do it. Okay. Like people are still, people are still watching it, so like I'm not gonna say. But I would say something that happened between Obi Wan and Darth Maul, and that oh, that's what I will say. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Never mind. I feel like okay. yeah. Ray, yeah, I feel like Ray and Kylo's battle is gonna be like that. It's gonna be oh, it's not gonna be Ooh. something out of anger. It's not gonna end up being something out of anger. It's gonna be something out of we're coming full circle, and I just need to. We're gonna get past this part in my life, and, and it's gonna be almost a kindness. Just yeah, just and that's what that's what going forward and like I I feel like okay now 
uh, Kylo has realized that his biggest problem has been his anger has gotten in his way because he should have realized in that battle that he was not fighting Luke, but he was so blinded by rage. He couldn't see that. So I feel like that that's something he knows now. And now he's about to be a fucking problem. So I mean, I feel like he's going to kill, he's going to kill Hux with like in the first five minutes. (laughs) Listen, that's hilarious. <laughs> you guys think that the movie that the third film will pick up right where this left off, or we'll get some years between? We have uh, to get years between. There's nothing left of the resistance. I, <laughs> we need some time to get some allies. Come on. There's literally I nothing left. Built <laughs> if we're gonna get the Knights of Ren, he's got to pull them all back together. So I feel like there's gonna be years between because he's gonna have to go and reach out to them and explain to him, explain to them like, hey, by the way. There's this girl, and she could fuck all of us up on like this raw talent of hers. We need to get this <laughs> shit together, like together, you know, like like we used to do back in the day. Like let's do this shit again. Like I feel like that's what's about to happen. Do you think so, the Knights of Ren are the students that he left Luke's academy with, the ones that he didn't kill? Yeah. Yeah, yes, definitely it makes the most sense. I'm I, I, I'm very adamant that that's what it is, and I'm excited to see. Yeah. Um going forward i mean I'm, I'm excited for the next one and you know bringing jj back was a good call because it's going to give ryan time to work on the next three um but and i don't yeah. want jj on i'm i'm skeptical and nervous i really? i wish they had picked it i wish they had picked a new distinct voice to finish it off i wish we had three distinct voices telling this story um because with jj like they have, they have, their producers are at the head. They're not going anywhere. The story will be cohesive. But JJ to me is far too into nostalgia to do a solid conclusion. Like they've taken, Ryan was, did such a good job of crafting. Like he broke the saber. Like he broke the Skywalker saber. I just feel like the story's in such a different place. I don't want to go backwards. And I'm afraid that's what JJ is going to do. Like he's going to make a Return of the Jedi like movie. And I'm not um, a fan of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but, mm, <laughs> is my favorite of all the Star Wars movies. Uh, but I also think I just I just think it's gonna be too focused on nostalgia when we broke the chain and we need to move forward. Like we broke the cycle of like Master kills apprentice, uh, no hope, then a rising Jedi that we can surround ourselves with. Like that it's broken now. We we can go literally any direction. Nobody can say for sure what happens next. And that's what's exciting. And so a new voice to finish that off, I think, would have been a stronger choice than JJ, who I feel is going to try to recapture the magic of Star Wars old. But we, I just think that would be the wrong decision. But I don't know. Maybe he'll surprise us. I think JJ's a great director. I have nothing wrong with him as a director, but I the man deals in the I think he'll surprise us mostly because Ryan left him ashes. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was like, here, I, uh, what I did was I cremated everything for you. Um, it's like, no, this is what Ryan did. He gave JJ back a puzzle with none of the end pieces. Mm-hmm. So he's got to figure out how to put that all together. And that I feel like JJ's up for the task. I mean, so I'm not going to doubt him in that sense. 
So you're gonna have to I work mean, hard. Yeah, so hard. It's like something in the broken down. egg. It's like the broken lightsaber at the end that Ray was holding. That's what Ryan is handing over to JJ. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like, there's like the resistance. The resistance can fit on the Millennium Falcon. That is what is left. We started off with 400 people, and <laughs> what's left can fit on the Millennium Falcon. We need some. How time. long do you guys? <laughs> We do need some time in between. How long do you think before uh, Ray decides to put that kyber crystal into her staff? Oh, that would be awesome. That's literally all I'm waiting for. Like, I just need Ray to make her staff a saber. And then it's like a long, weird, wieldy thing. And I, I just, I want that. She but that would be well like badass. Like, with, like, Dark Maul's devil, devil saber. She would have worked yes. well with that. Ooh. Yeah, I don't need her to have two. We're not going grievous with this. I need her to have just one long stick. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not going back. <laughs> like, I don't want it. And honestly, that's what I want. And I said this last night and someone actually agreed. I was like, I want something to scare me. Like, give me give me something like grievous. Some some badass bounty hunter. Like, I that's what was missing for this for like me and my fiance is that there wasn't like that kind of go find these people and bring them to me you know that that that's what i want something like that's gonna scare me you know um and make me think that like everything's gonna go wrong um you know what i felt that with like um kind of in a way with the praetorian guard because they were just so badass that whole design of them how they all had different weapons i loved them so much that whole battle scene I just want, I want to get the visual book just to see more of them, because their armor was so cool. It was they, so cool. They, are, they are the coolest thing, like, to come out recently. My son just got, today, a, a stocking with them on it. And I was like, that's creepy, but okay, Merry Christmas. Like, <laughs> like alright, that's what you want on your Christmas stocking? Okay, alright, that's what we're gonna go with. But they look cool as hell. Someone said they kind of look like the dancing lobsters from the Amanda show, and I'm like, that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. But um they the scenes with them were so badass because they are so good at what they do. Like they could fuck you up. So I'm you know, I'm here for more of them. Um Except they're all dead. <laughs> I know. I know. They lost to two people. That was an epic fight scene. That was one of the best fight scenes that I've seen in Star Wars. Uh cinematically it can't be beat. Like I was talking to uh, a, a couple of dramatically, yes. Like, but there's been some pretty badass like Clone Wars battles that I yeah. I was looking like, wait a minute, wait, yeah. there's a few. <laughs> but like yeah, in that, Clone Wars, the movies. no battle, but like uh, when Asajj Ventures teams up with Obi Wan to take down uh, Darth Maul and Darth Sidious, like that Ooh. that's maybe my favorite uh, like saber battle of all time. But this with just the giant red banners. It doesn't quite be uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul for me, but it's close. Well, Duel of the Fates helps a lot with that battle. Like, we had Duel of the Fates <laughs> playing be- behind this. Or a yeah. song, because that would have been... <laughs> 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 randomly... Somebody put, randomly put Immigrant Song behind that battle scene. I'm like, this works perfectly. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. What? I have to find that. That sounds amazing. I know. I'm like so. I'll share it with you. It up. was perfect. It was perfect. 
What did you all think about the like the comedy, the comedic element? I know a lot of people weren't really feeling it. I liked it. It just it wasn't uh, for me. I enjoyed it. It wasn't there wasn't anything in it that was too. Um, I mean, there's like a few jokes where you're like, ah, okay, we get it. But uh, overall, I don't feel like it was overly saturated with comedy. I don't get that at all. Fanboys were like, um prequel apologists and then want to come shit all over this film because it's like too kitty and it has comedic moments. George Lucas has been screaming from the top of his lungs about how Star Wars is meant for kids for forever and Ryan Johnson found a way to blend like J.J. Abrams lens flares and George Lucas's sense of comedy and, and appeal to children and still make a movie for adults. Like, I don't I feel like he just combined every like great aspect of Star Wars and put it together. I mean, I definitely rolled my eyes at a couple comedic moments, but never yeah. so much that I felt A, taken out of the movie, or B, like, we veered from what a Star Wars film should be. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I love I love corny stuff anyway. So <laughs> some of the stuff <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm chuckling. I don't know if anyone else is, but all like, the moments all the, yeah, like like all the moments with the what were the name of the the creatures on the planet with them um, on the, the island? Oh, the lo- oh my yeah. God. So, but they the, all those moments where they were just like those were so good to me. Like they just were moments where you're like ah, they're not they're gonna hate you. Um, so, but but it, it it added like just a little bit of a break to the story. Um, I could have done without the you know. The milking scene was a little weird. <laughs> threw me off. Yeah. Um, they need to know how scene. he survived. Oh my god! Oh, so I was like, wait a minute. See what? <laughs> but what? What I what made me die laughing about it is because before I went to go see it, I watched the BuzzFeed video where someone tweeted and uh, where John Boyega and Oscar were reading the thirst tweets, and one of the the yeah. thirst tweets to Oscar Isaac said, I want Oscar Isaacs to breastfeed me. <laughs> and Don Boyega said, John Boyega said, you lactate like that? So I'm dying in my seat because that played in my head. And I was like, this was way too perfect. Like, he, he said that joke on purpose. Like, it was just too much. But I, I enjoyed those moments. Like, they were, other than, you know, milking. But it was just like, you know, I, I feel like it was, it was, it was there for a reason and it you know and that, the puppetry that was a nod to what we got back in the beginning you know that's just it oh i don't know and and, and yoda's always going to be funny yoda's yeah. an asshole but he's funny and the scene where like, <laughs> he was telling ray to reach out for the forest she literally reached out i love that, that scene <laughs> <laughs> Because, but because it was funny to me in my mind when he was saying it, he kind of sounded a little. He like threw a little bit of his Joker voice in there, and I was like, "Yes, Hamill, do it, yes." But <laughs> like I was in my seat, like I can hear it, like it's just giggling, and you know I appreciate all of those little moments because they made they made the movie just kind of real to me, mm-hmm. you know. So I I was a fan of it. So. I know we got to wrap things up, but it's time for everybody's favorite. I'd love to hear everybody's rankings, um, including Rogue One. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll go first because I literally posted this earlier today. Let me see here. 
Okay. Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, The Last Jedi, The Emperor Strikes Back, New Hope, The Force Awakens, Clone Wars. Now, I forgot that they did, like, an anime version. I just don't even count that. I've struck that from my memory. It doesn't exist. But the first four episodes of the TV show were released as a movie. That's what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, and then Attack of the Clones. Whoa, you rank you rank Attack of the Clones last? I freaking hate that movie. That movie was Oh horrible. my god. Oh my god, that's one of the better of the prequels. It was that whole love story was the worst. It's it not gross. That's not even why I I love Grievous. Like he's <laughs> like a badass. So anytime I date him, I'm fine with it. I just like, he's, I can't. He is like the the most badass villain. Like He's scary as fuck. Like, he was a reptile and then got blown to smithereens. They put his ass back together as, like, this <laughs> powerized cyborg. And he's just scary as fuck because he's still got lizard eyes. Like, he's just, he's all these things. He looks like, he's, he's done whatever. so much better in the cartoon. Like, yeah. that's my biggest problem with the clone. Like, watching Clone Wars makes me violently angry because I know the stories that happen in Clone Wars, the TV show. And I'm like, what, what is the point of this? Like, this movie is trash. Like, just show the the TV show and then jump to the last film. Like, pretty ugh. much. The Clone Wars just made everything better. It just made the prequel so much better. Mm. Agreed. Uh, well, my my rankings would have to be Empire, uh, Rogue One. Um, that's just where my heart lies. I have a big soft spot for Rogue One because I'm a war movie fan. Um, and it reminded me of The Great Escape where nobody made it out except for like maybe one or two people. So that's, that's why. Um, A New Hope, Last Jedi, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi. I can't stand that movie. Um, Attack (laughs) of the Clone, Menace, than Sith. Sith is crap. Sith is horrible. And I hate that movie. The only thing that that saves Menace for me is you all know. But I, I'm there. And then, like, I don't even include, like, the cartoons because those exist in their own world for me. Rebels and Clone Wars are, like, perfect where they are. Like, just don't touch them. They're beautiful. Like, just leave them there. Just don't touch them. Like, never. Like, I don't ever want to see another version. I don't want to see someone try to make them a movie. Just I stop. Know. I want to see somebody from Rebels make it into one of the movies. Like, I want to see them. I don't want to hear their name. I want to see them. Mm-hmm. Even you know, if it's you just characterization. Chop- characterization, just see. Just sight. <laughs> Actually, I want them to do something. Like, if you know, these allies from the Outer Rim turn out to be the ghost crew, like <gasps> and stuff, I would oh, lose my shit. I can't handle it. Oh my god, that would be crazy. I would lose, what? completely lose my shit if, like, Harrison Dole was, like, reporting oh, for duty. And I'm like, oh my god, Kanan and Ezra somehow did make it out alive. You know it would be an old, like, not even that old, but, like, a kind of crusty Ezra, just angry as hell, and be like, why didn't you pick up the first time? Like, you guys were failing anyway. I'm here with my, like, giant cove of animals just hanging out, being secret. Oh my god, that would be amazing. 
That would be so cool. Oh my god. Alright, I had to write this down <laughs> so I can make sure I got it. So mine are uh, Empire, Force Awakens, A New Hope, Last Jedi, Rogue One, um, Phantom Menace, Revenge of the Sith, and I guess Attack of the Clones. Even though I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith since it came out. <laughs> so I don't know. I just did a rewatch yesterday and Amidala dying because she just gives up on life is still the weakest plot point in any Star Wars film ever. I just choose to believe that Anakin killed her. Like, he forced yep. killed her. Okay, you know what? I'm about that. Yeah. Yeah, of course he did. And, like, I d- didn't trust Natalie Portman for years after these films. She didn't. Uh, I didn't trust and, her for a And hating Christensen. I mean, my God. like Poor baby. He <laughs> tried. Never Bless came back. Heart. Bless his little heart. Yeah. He did, like, some horror movie where I found him, like, semi-attractive, but not where it redeemed him. He did that movie Takers. Oh, which oh he was I, cute. That little hat that he wore. That hat. And he was like playing the piano or something. I was yeah, like, oh, but he looked like, he. but then like he looked up at you and he had bags under his eyes. And I was like, you look like you do a lot of lines of coke. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so um, yeah, I had to write mine down to make sure that, because I wasn't prepared to do this. So I had to make sure I had everything, but I have Rogue One because I'm I'm still shook. Um, Rogue One, <laughs> Empire, um, The Last Jedi, Force Awakens, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Sith, Menace, Clones. <sighs> <laughs> Kayla, <laughs> it was just, it was, shout out. Shout out to Connie because Connie agrees with me about clones and it's so bad. That whole romantic subplot killed that movie. Dead. You know, sometimes there are things that you just can't get past. Yeah, and, and like no matter how good other things are, there are yep. just some things that you just cannot get past. Like, uh, <laughs> and that's that's one of those things. Like, I can't remember. It was some. It's like some other. Tyler Perry movie, which is kind of off topic, but there was something where I was so distracted by his wig, I couldn't enjoy the movie. Like, I <laughs> couldn't enjoy the movie, because I'm like, this hair piece, this, this semi-fro, I can't concentrate. So, with, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, that one? You know what? I need to look it up. That's annihilation. Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> She yes. was sleeping with the white man behind her. her yes. <laughs> oh, oh no! Because that when you said when you said the semi pro, that's when baby died. It was the worst wig. Oh, wig, whatever it was. I just I'm like I can't concentrate because I'm so distracted. I feel like that's how it was with clones. Like this, I was so distracted by this romance that I just can't. It was like. It was like having a piece of bread and then half of it is moldy. You're not going to eat that piece of bread. You're going to throw it away. And then that's that's what that romantic subplot was. It was the mold on the bread. I just couldn't. It didn't matter what else happened in that movie. The Grievous Yoda scene, cool, but I couldn't. The, the bread was dead. 
But then on the flip side, you know, there are things in movies that you absolutely love. And then even though other things are bad, that kind of takes precedence. So, you know, I experienced that on both sides, but definitely that, I, yeah, the molded, I was like, it's like 75% mold and I can't, <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you know what? It's fine. I stand by my <laughs> ranking um, because people have problems that I, I rank Rogue One so high. I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, I did too. I don't care. So I'm with, you know, hey. That the like last it, sequence, like of them in the elevator together and then going out onto the beach, that just made Rogue One for me. That just made that movie so beautiful. The, you know, and like I, my fiance talks about this all the time is he really wanted like, um, Chewit to have like a moment where you realize he really is a Jedi. <laughs> like, where he just like, <laughs> His little, his bow staff is really like sabers. <laughs> He's like about to fuck some shit up. But I was like, um, I don't think that they were going in that direction. <laughs> but I mean, it was still like I feel like everybody's. It, why I love that one so much because yes, it is like the great escape. Everybody, you know, had their moment, and you know, it just it was what it was. And so sadly, and it's sad. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's what. I, that's, it, it was sad to make a point. So I think that, you know, Star Wars is here to stay and we're all going to love it no matter what. You can bitch and moan, but you still pay money and I <laughs> bet you're still going to buy it later. So mm-hmm. as much as I bitch and moan about the prequels, like if they're on, I'm watching. Like they're just like, you're just going to watch. It just, it is what it is. Like if, I don't, know any other way to approach that other than to say that we we're invested now george lucas has our blood so it's all good yeah and if anything you can get some good jokes out of it i like watching bad movies personally <laughs> like i can watch it and just i can have it on in the background i don't really have to pay attention you know i could be working and then i could just look up and you know crack some jokes like <laughs> i mean like some of the best parodies have come from the people my favorite like parody of the prequels is the the scene from Attack of the Clones where everybody's fighting, but then like Robot Chicken did it, but then they had this guy in a rave hat with no shirt with these light sticks going. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and it was just like the best because that's what that scene. Was. So you do get your jokes and you can make the jokes later, and I I appreciate Star Wars for everything that it is. So I feel like. You know, Last Jedi, it got people talking, and I feel like if you are being that gatekeepery and want to make a petition to take it out of canon, fuck you. Um, yep. All right. <laughs> That's all I can say. So, nice try. I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. Disney's not going to do it. Um, I mean, they gave him three more movies, so obviously they believe in him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast believed in him. I mean, even though Mark Hamill had issues with the screenplay when he first sat down, um, he was like, uh, wait a minute. But, you know, even then he's come to trust. And if your favorite character actors um, trust the director and trust the direction that is going in, sit down and shut the fuck up and don't make a petition to remove something from him. That's stupid. You're wasting your time. Like, why? You're, you're, you like, 
did you sign a petition to, you know, not repeal net neutrality, or did you make you spend all your time making a petition for? Hello. <laughs> like, where questions. are you focusing your energy? And then also, what do you think you would do better? Please, please enlighten. <laughs> what do you think you would be doing better? Please send me your dude bro fanfic. I would love to no, read this. Um, I'm sure it consists of you guys knocking back a few zemas. Um, on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so, that's We're just consisted of a lot less women, because that was also a major complaint. That and all men look like all idiots. grammatical errors. Yeah. I'm like, oh, nope, semicolon here. Um, that's supposed to be an M dash. Uh, like. <laughs> My least favorite comment on this film so far has been like, you know, I don't believe really a problem like having women succeed, but not at the expense of men. I'm like, Yes. Bro, how are we going to get through this? Like, how are you going to have women succeed if they're not occasionally putting a dude in his place? Like, and to do so so gently and with so much love, you would never get that from a man. Ever. The way it was like, I love that kid, but man, is he stupid. You don't get that from a dude. You get fired. (laughs) (laughs) She gave you guidance. Like, you should be thankful it was there. Otherwise, this whole thing is going to put. I just can't. I can't with people. If you didn't like this movie, it wasn't for you, and hopefully you like the next one. Like, that's all. Or or watch it again, and hopefully you find love. Because that's the other thing I'm discovering, is a lot of people who weren't fans the first round watch it a second time, and they're like, oh, I have diff- I feel yeah. differently about it this time this around, for whatever reason. definitely improves on second viewing. I think this is one of the few movies that would have been better with, like, if you knew spoilers beforehand. Which True. is weird. Like, if you knew it was going to happen, you would have felt better about it. Yeah. I feel like that that, that might have helped. So, I mean, if you haven't seen Last, uh, you know, The Last Jedi yet, I don't know why you listened to the end of the podcast. <laughs> you know, the entire movie. Um, good job. Um, so, we're going to make sure that Jamie puts in at the very beginning, hey, by the way, spoilers, we talk about everything in the movie. Um, and the prequels. I, and the prequels. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Darth Vader is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's Luke's father. Who knew? Spoiler alert, no. the Titanic sank. <laughs> Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and they kiss. Twice. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, that was my favorite part of the movie when he came back and then held her hand and then kissed her forehead and said, No one has ever really gone. (sighs) Guys, no. My whole heart was on the floor. I couldn't take it. It was so emotional. (laughs) There's so many little tender moments. I'm like, Oh god, guys. I mean, Leia lost her husband and then her brother in a short, very short amount of time and one of her good friends. And most of her fighters. And she was still smiling at the end. Uh, We have everything we need right here. You know, I read that today that um, Carrie Fisher wrote the last lines of the movie. And my whole, I was like, well, of course she did. Of course. course. She (laughs) looked like her. And I think what this movie encapsulated really well is that Carrie isn't gone for a lot of us. Like, she lives in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, And it continues to be a powerful force. Uh, I think for women everywhere, and I really, I really appreciated that she was done right in this movie. I was so glad that they, the respect they showed her, um, for it being her last one. I, I couldn't stand seeing a dead Leia, and I'm glad we didn't have to live through that. Minus that pump fake, because that pump fake was, was, that hurt. 
that hurt. I was mad. I was getting ready to leave, like, when I did, when Chris Brown died, like, five minutes and stomped the yard. Like, I left the movie theater when that happened. This was before he was, like, a horrible person. I went to the movie to see him. Like, if Leia had died that early in the movie, I would have been like, you know what? All right, fuck this. I'm out. I would have left. But I'm glad we got what we got. So it's all good. You know, I didn't have to go through all of that. And I think that it really did help a lot of people with some some closure. And I, I really hope that Billy Lord's character has a ton more dialogue yeah. and a ton more screen time because she's badass. And I I want it all. I want more black women. I want more Latin women. I want all different colors and shades. And I want more Star Wars. So I just want to thank you guys for talking Star Wars with me because you could have been, you know, hanging out, getting ready for the holidays, but <laughs> sleeping, you know, all of those things. Um, but thank you guys so much. Thank it you. Was this fun. was so much fun. Yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.